on uh, on the line to the DA's Director of Communications, Mabine Siabe. Very good evening to you, Mr. Siabe, and thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us. Perhaps let's talk about not only the significance of the Congress, but just um, what procedure you follow in the Selective Congress. Uh, good evening to you and the listeners. I may have you quickly stated that we have over 2,000 delegates coming from across the country, and this is almost double the size of our 2015 Nelson Mandela Bay uh, Congress. So it's quite an exciting feature for us, and uh, uh, we're looking forward to welcoming delegates from 6 a.m. tomorrow morning uh, to, for them to cast their votes, and not only cast their votes, but deliberate on uh, policy matters which will form the content of our uh, manifesto going into 2019. Mm. And the the procedure that you're going to follow, as in what is uh, from a chronological order, what comes first, and and just also talk to us about uh, the resolutions. At what point uh, at the Congress do they take place? Well, effectively, uh, tomorrow morning's program will start at around uh, 9.30, uh, which will be live on your, your SABC TV, uh, both uh, SABC2 as well as uh, uh, SABC News on 404. And that will start uh, with effectively uh, uh, welcoming and opening of the Congress uh, by the chairperson, uh, Asil Trollib. And, uh, and then we'll go into various performances by a diversity of artists, uh, both uh, uh, your, your more popular and well and those that uh, are up and coming. Uh, furthermore, uh, there'll be a, 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 a roll call of provincial leaders uh, who will be welcoming their various uh, uh, delegates from the different provinces. And uh, that uh, uh, ceremony will close at around 12.30 with an address by the, the federal leader, Musi Maimane, and we'll go to lunch. And then therefore, after we'll go into matters of uh, uh, deliberating on resolutions and constitutional okay. amendments. Some of those resolutions talk about land, they talk about uh, social grants, and they talk about the economy. So let's get into those uh, media issues of land, what your proposition is, and especially about what you call a broader inclusion compact in terms of empowering South Africans, uh, looking at some of the criticisms against you and uh, by those who say it would be difficult to uh, make further inroads, especially to the majority of the community because of your position on issues such as land. What do you say to your critics about this? Well, as the Democratic Alliance, we have a very successful land reform uh, uh, policy, which is which in fact puts wealth in the hands of South Africans, black South Africans in particular. In the Western Cape, we have some of the most successful land reform projects, a 62% uh, success rate, whereas in ANC-led governments, uh, that's only a 10% uh, success rate. And we have a new, and this is within the the constitutional framework that we currently have. And that's because we've put resources behind uh, land reform. We're very serious about it. And we only only talk about rural land reform. We talk about urban land reform. We're able to put title deeds in the hands of South Africans. Uh, in the, in Gauteng, or at least Johannesburg, uh, Mayor Herman Mashaba has done this at an accelerated rate. In fact, handed out more title deeds than the ANC has done in the 24 years in which they governed uh, Johannesburg. So this is something that we're very serious about. We want to put wealth in the hands of South Africans, generational wealth, where the ANC and EFF want to take land and put it in the, the hands of the state and as South Africans renting or being tenants on uh, state-owned land. 
Now, let's look at the Western Cape, for example. You talk about the ANC's track record. The ANC itself points at the Western Cape as one of the the worst in terms of uh, not only the housing list, but ensuring that the poorest of the poor are afforded the opportunity to own, let alone RDP houses. And people have often spoken about that wide divide between the rich and the poor if you look at uh, housing uh, and, and, and just even living conditions in the Western Cape. So if you are to encourage people to join the DA, but also to say that you're going to turn the situation around, what would you say to that? To say that the situation in the Western Cape and Cape Town is perfect would, would be a lie. But what I can confidently state is that we have a better rollout of housing. There's no, it's not a mistake that levels of unemployment in the Western Cape and Cape Town are lower than the rest of the country. That's because we're committed to, to, to economic reform. We're committed to ensuring that we create much needed jobs for the people of South Africa. These are deliberate efforts. Uh, more than uh, 60% of the Cape Town's budget goes to poor communities. That's because we're serious about uh, uplifting the poor and doing away with apartheid's uh, spatial divide. These are things that we've purposely dedicated resource, resources and policies to to ensure that uh, the people of the Western Cape are taken care of. The people of the Western Cape are proud to call themselves uh, uh, people of the Western Cape and proud to be under a democratic alliance government. In fact, life is better for people of the Western Cape than anywhere else in the country because we've put forth policies and uh, programs that ensure that we uplift the poor and uh, ensure that we're able to get people working. Mm. And the leadership within the Democratic Alliance, uh, I mean, there have been uh, some of your leaders, even within the nexus of the Federal Council, who have spoken about there seems to be a, a push effect from those who um, are very much loyal and perceive leadership being uh, that according to past policies, in, in including that you, you need to have more white faces than black faces because then they are going to, you know, drive away your base constituency. Um, are you committed as a party to say that you not only will do away with such talk, but it'll be clear in the people who end up in those leadership positions. If you look at the the Metro Councils, uh, which were elected in 2016, that's the most diverse uh, you'll see from any political party. And we don't just talk about race when we talk about diversity. We talk about women. We talk about gender. We talk about sexuality. We talk about religion. Uh, Those are diversity markers. And the fact that we're debating these things show that we're a party that's committed to non-racialism and ensuring that we have a party that represents all South Africans. We're the only political party that that talks about uh, matters of race in such an open manner. We're the only political party that's committed to the project of, of reconciliation because ultimately other parties have abandoned this and want to campaign for one race or another. We're building a, a political organization that, in fact, has the only political organization that has grown in every election. That's because of our commitment to non-racialism. That's our com- due to our commitment uh, to economic inclusion. That's due to our commitment to ensuring that 
poor people are uplifted and uh, able to ensure that they're, they're, they're participants in the South African economy. These are matters of debate. And that shows us the Democratic Alliance were a party that uh, uh, entertained all views and were able to debate them. But what's important is that when we debate these things on the floor of, of, of Congress and we agree to them, we're going to walk out of this Congress united. We're going to walk out of this Congress with a program of action going into 2019 elections and show that we bring total change to the to South Africa, because ultimately the people of South Africa are looking for a government and a party that's able to deliver on their aspirations, and that's party of the Democratic Alliance. Mm. Uh, shouldn't that be foregone, a foregone conclusion, though, that there needs to be diversity? Why should the so-called Black Caucus be pushing for diversity clause? Well, it's not the Black Caucus that's or, or so-called Black Caucus that's pushing for this diversity clause. It's the federal executive of the of the party. It's the Constitutional uh, Review Committee of the party, which means it's the highest decision-making body of the party in between Congresses that's deciding that a certain direction of the party must go. And it's up to delegates of Congress to decide on the kind of party that they want when we leave the Tswami Event Center on on Sunday. But ultimately, it's the people of South Africa that we're looking uh, out for. It's the people of, uh, who want a, a South Africa that, uh, that, that, that lives by the motto of united and diversity. That's the kind of a democratic alliance that we're building. Thank you very much for speaking to us. Uh, Mabine Siabe is the DA's Director of Communications. It's-